Hi guys, and welcome back to Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl. If you're new here, I'm your host, Marley Fragging. In this podcast, we are all about taking down the glitz and glamour that we set onto sparkly things, such as the entertainment industry, social media. I was really insecure when I moved to LA and felt a lot of pressures to be all the sparkly things at once. And I also found out it takes a lot more than you might think to be all those sparkly things and just so much more. So this podcast, we are taking back the sparkly curtain and revealing it all and more. In today's episode, we are talking Talking a lot about authentic self, removing our ego, and getting to the place where you know we really are ourselves, and how that's going to further us in our careers, in our lives. If you're denying yourself of your true gifts, you know, being your nationality, um, learning disabilities, disabilities, whatnot, you can't deny who you are. And I talk about this in the episode. I always heard, you know, whatever is the thing you don't like about yourself will make you famous. You have to learn to accept yourself who you are and get to a place of inner peace. And that's what this episode is really about. We are joined by Sarah, who is an actor, director, producer, writer. She really wears all hats in the industry. She is French-American. Sarah gives us her journey of how she has gained inner peace, removed her ego, and accepted her authentic self and how that has all helped her artistry. So without further ado, let's do this episode. (laughs) So you want to be an it girl? All right. Hi, guys, and welcome back to Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl. Today, I am joined by Sarah. Sarah is a producer, actor, and directress. She's originally from Paris and now lives in Los Angeles. She began her career working in commercials and voiceover, representing brands such as Kodak. Her television credits include Without a Trace, The Unit, and Star Trek Picard. She naturally started to gravitate towards the production side of the film industry and started working in production and development. Since she started in Hollywood with directorial success, producing and directing short films, Sarah's producing credits include Dramedy Duella, co-produced by Alan's, uh, Oscar winner Alan Sard, co- and a comedy film, Show All, which screened at cons. Sarah is also engaged in empowering Empowering the youth to master the skill of filmmaking and is currently producing and directing five short films with youth students from a French immersion school. Welcome, Sarah, to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This is very fun. I'm so excited. So we're going to jump right into it. So you grew up in France. Yeah, yeah. French parents, French upbringing. And when I was six years old, uh, we moved to Chicago. Wow. And that was the beginning of a long journey in America. Um, Yeah. And what was your, when you moved here, if you can remember, what was your kind of perception of Hollywood and Los Angeles? I'm not that old, so I do remember, but... Yes! (laughs) Um, well, so so we moved to Chicago, and, and then we, we moved, after five years there, we moved back to France, and then as a family, we all wanted to come back to the United States, and we had the choice to move either to New York or mm-hmm. Los Angeles, and in my, you know, 13-year-old mind, I was like, oh my gosh, Los Angeles, I, I'm a big fan of Madonna, big fan of Michael Jackson, I want to be like their backup dancer, um, uh, so I voted for Los Angeles, and... 
Uh, so did my mom and my dad didn't really care. My sisters were like, we'll go with the ride. And uh, and we landed in Los Angeles. Uh, and, you know, I went, I was in high school. I started high school here, um, graduated high school, and then I went back to France. So I had a three years here and then went back. And then I studied film, theater, art in Paris. And that's when I started um, professional acting. I had been a, a model as a, as a child, a baby and a, and a young child um, to pay my mom's bills, really. Uh, and I came back to that when I moved back to France at age 18. I started modeling again and then doing voiceover, a lot of voiceover commercials while I was studying. I was mm-hmm. paying for my, well, I wasn't paying for my studies, actually, because it's free in France. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I studied, yeah, I studied. I went to uh, an art school, the Beaux-Arts, uh, and I went to a theater school. And also I uh, chose to write a master's in film mm-hmm. on a silent French-American um, filmmaker, silent era. And then I came back here. And then, you know, I thought I, I didn't really jive with the French way of working. Everything was very mm-hmm. slow and you had to really had to be from a family, of, you know, like blood related to a producer or filmmaker or an actor to, to, to get anywhere. Wow. And, you know, and, and I, I didn't, you know, or you just sleep around. And I was like, you mm-hmm. know, I, I just, it doesn't, it's not professional enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, America, Los Angeles feels more professional. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I moved back and quickly, quickly met an agent. I mean, really like a month later, I was having dinner with friends and one of my friend's agents was, um, was there present and he was fascinated by my, my being French. Mm-hmm. And actually it's funny because this was 20 years ago, maybe a little less. Um, but this friend, I just ha- had a hike with him last yesterday morning. We're still friends. It's really wonderful. Um, so back to this dinner, uh, I chatted with this agent and next thing you know, he's asking me to send a photograph. So I'm like, okay, well he wants a headshot is what he wants. Two weeks later, I get an audition. I book it. And <laughs> yeah. And so it was really, it was really beginner's luck. Um, mm-hmm. Beginner in the business, not, not a beginner actress, but a right. beginner in the business in LA. That's an important distinction for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I had been studying, I had done plays, um, France commercials and also, and, um, and so, yeah. So, wow. I was like, wow, this is easy. We <laughs> love LA. Yeah. LA's great. <laughs> yeah. So, so I booked that and then and then I booked again and uh you know small recurring in these primetime shows. And then and then I had like this huge ego and I was living in a big glass house on top of Hollywood Hills, you know, smoking around and I was like, no, this is this is not me. It's mm. not me. I was I was also a meditator. I still am. I mm. I was meditating and I thought this is I'm not I'm not really who I am. I need to find out who I am and and I put my whole house in storage and I left to follow a mystical meditation teacher down in uh, Ecuador mm-hmm. so I went to Ecuador lived in Ecuador for a year a very simple life and from there I traveled the world I really put my career on pause although I was self-taping which was a pretty new thing my agent was like ah okay, you're traveling, so you're going to have to self-tape. This is like unusual, you know. And Just so was, funny because it's the be-all and all now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. 
So I was like always with my camcorder and I was, you know, filming myself in, in ashrams in India and, and just all these wild places. And come, I, I had, I filmed myself in an airplane, doing an audition in an airplane. I mean, it was, yeah, it was, I was, I was traveling quite a lot. Um, I really wanted to get out of my, I was just as, a, as an actor in mm. my early twenties, it was just all about me, you know, on me and my, my career, my look and, and it, it just didn't feel right. And, um, and so I was, I was looking for I was I wanted to know what the world was like and how other people were living across across the world and and what was going on over there and so I did that yeah I, I traveled for probably like eight years um, wow. and really living not not as a tourist like I really wanted to get a taste of what it was to, to live in Australia so I lived in Australia like for two or three months and I you know I had to get a job there so I, mm-hmm. I worked and even had a car I did that but anyway <laughs> I would travel. Yes, I wanted to visit Prague, uh, you know, Czechoslovakia, and you know, all of South America, all of Europe, um, and really settle there for at least a month. And after that journey. At one point, I thought, okay, now it's time to settle. And it was 2016. And I chose to go back to Paris, my roots, mm-hmm. and to reboot my, my acting career. In the meantime, I mean, during those eight years, I did write, produce, and direct three short films and had won some awards with them. And I I had, I just loved making movies, regardless of in front, you know, in front of the camera and back of the camera, doing, I mean, I love, I love every part of making a movie. Yeah. Um, Writing it, designing it, editing it, finding the music for it. The team, teamwork, mm-hmm. my top favorite. Uh, I just love that you felt like, you know, you're living in this. I love the the imagery of this glass house and the top of Hollywood Hills. And you're just like, no, the, I, this is unauthentic to who I am. Like, I'm going to go out and, you know, learn about the world. Like, that is something that I feel is really not um, rewarded enough in this society. Like we're told, you know, put the blinders on, put your head down, work down, like work and work and you'll have success. And like, is that really like going to give you that, that, that internal peace? Like listening to you, I'm like, wow, I don't think so at all. But like, that's, that's what idolized. And like, even in Hollywood, that's what's idolized. And so I just love hearing that you were just so willing to go out there and just like be like okay like I'm still doing things towards my career but like I don't have to be just like a horse with blinders on yeah I don't think I would be a happy a genuinely happy person if I didn't cultivate that inner inner wealth really inner Mm. my inner self my inner world you know and I use it through meditation and that's that was my my way that's my way towards my inner inner self inner life no but I mean (laughs) no but I think it's important because I think so much of the idea ideas of like, you know, the want to be it girl, if you will, is like, you know, having external things and really only so much of your life is about what is externally seen. You externally have, but like, you know, at your core, what, like, what is, I love the phrase like internal wealth. Like what is your internal wealth? How are you like feeling? How do you care? How do you care for others? How do you see the Mm -hmm. world? It's so important. And then like, you know, in, in, I also believe those make the best artists because if there's somebody who you hear, you see these people in acting class all the time, all they can talk about is acting. All they do is read acting and they don't know 
what, you know, I'm like, when's the last time you went through a breakup or, you know, went on a date or just like took a trip and like weren't so focused on your ego. It's, it's a really important part of this industry with like the narcissism that can run through it. Right. And, and actually one of the reasons I also went to explore the world is because I wanted to be a deeper uh, actress. You know, I wanted to, Mm -hmm. I wanted to expand my palette, be able to tell stories, um, in a more, you know, in a deeper, more authentic, um, colorful, felt, experienced way, which I hadn't, I mean, I didn't have the experience. I didn't, I, you know, I, I was, just, I was kind of, I was shallow. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll admit it. I was shallow, smoking my joints and, and going to the gym and, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was about it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and also I, I knew very early on that I wanted to direct films, mm-hmm. but I thought, I always told myself, you know, I mean, I'll direct when I'm 50 or 60, when I'll have lived, you know, lived mm-hmm. a life. So I have a certain point of view and I can actually share, share stories. But, but in the end, it came, it came quicker because um, my first film, Duel, was about, is about um, twins who were separated at birth. One grew mm-hmm. up in America, in Topanga Canyon on the California coast here, and the other one in the suburbs of Paris. And Iris, the American twin, um, wants to know more about her origins, her, her birth mother, and finds out uh, that she has a twin sister, a sister that was born from the same mother and at the same time. And so she flies to Paris only to be met with her twin, who she, they didn't get along. They were they just mm. clashed and contrasted. Um, and those were my two, you know, my my two nationalities clashing. I mean, nationalities. I, I was born in France, but mm-hmm. grew up in, in America and France. I mean, I, I felt very, I didn't, I was struggling with my identity. Um, mm. And this film was a, a healing process, really a, an exploration to to find out who, who I am and 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 what my identity is um, in, tr- in terms of belonging to a certain culture and country. And so the story goes that this, the, the sisters argue, there's a mm. clash, and then they find out they ha- they have a common love interest. They're both big, huge fans of Buster Keaton, <laughs> um, a silent movie uh, actor who did all his stunts. Mm-hmm. Amazing and beautiful, and um, and with that the common love interest, they open up to each other and enter each other's worlds. So mm-hmm. Iris uh, is more sensitive and, uh, and starts exploring Veronique's world, um, very intellectual French, and then um, Veronique is more open to um, Iris's world. You know, want to be actress, dancer, mm-hmm. beach girl, mm-hmm. and um, and after this film, I actually got my American nationality, so I. I'm officially French American, and it no. really married the two. I, 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 it was the start of becoming myself. Mm-hmm. You know, my we're all unique in some way, and and this, and I wasn't. I was, I was, I was confused about you know how I could, I could marry these two, these two parts of me. And the journey goes on, you know, continues. Uh, this was this film I made in 2012, I think, uh, 13 maybe, and yet. In 2016, when I decided France, you know, I, I have mentioned that after traveling the world, I settled in France and mm-hmm. and, and stayed nine, ten months and to restart my act, acting career. And I was also helping produce films and realized I'm not French enough for the French. I'm <laughs> too, too, they don't know how to, you know. Just, yeah. What, but like, what does that, like, I, I kind of know what you mean, but I sort of don't know what you mean. Like you're, you're too American for the French or like, how so? Okay. 
and, and this is Paris, okay? I, sure, Paris. I, I for Paris. Um, that's where I was. Uh, you know, uh, from my experience, now I don't want to mm-hmm. stereotype, and this is just my experience. Um, it felt like I was just too odd. They couldn't really categorize me. You know, they were afraid that you know, you know, the ideas were too brash, and, mm. and, and you know, it's too, 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 too joyous. You know. It's, it's um, I was just not speaking their the same language. I, I right. didn't in the end I, I was we weren't sharing a, a lot of the same culture. Although I you know when I, I'm in the street here in LA, mm-hmm. oh where are you from? Okay. Right. You're European, right? And then mm-hmm. when I'm there it's the opposite. People in France in Paris, people come up to me speaking English. Right. But I'm I'm, I'm everything's French about me, but Right. <laughs> but no, there is there's all there's also something that's not. And and like for, for example, uh I was when I in twenty sixteen when I came back to Paris. I was looking for an agent, and I met uh, the the the, the, uh, the the president of one of the top agents, big agency, established years in the years in, in you know very big one. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, so, and I said, look, I want to be, I'm an actress, and I'm a director. And that's mm-hmm. what I want you to represent. Um, yes. And he's like, no, 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 but hold on, what are you, an actress or an a- or director? I'm like, you know what, that ends the meeting because, <laughs> right, <laughs> like, I, you know, it was just a little narrow-minded, if I. Um, I must say, and I just didn't feel like I, that. You know, it's like I I didn't feel like um, I guess accepted. I mean, mm-hmm. work is to accept myself, but you know, I felt okay. You know what? This is and this is not maybe the place for me. I I, I and also the, the I was helping produce films, and it was just so long. They were they you know uh, people we were meeting the the the, the, the production houses were just not willing to take risks, and it was just there was never a sure answer. It was like just say no yes no or yes mm-hmm. yes or no like we just just you know right don't here, waste my time right exactly and here there's there's not it's it's very it's much more direct you know it's, mm. it's a little more coded um but it's direct and and i just it's just more practical and i'm a very practical person um so so yeah that's i decided to come back here and and when i came back here i had to restart all over again you know because mm. um, when you leave town even for six months you are mm. forgotten <laughs> And so I was very, very, I mean, you know, forgotten. That said, I had uh, the casting director who cast me 13 years prior remembered the moment she saw me enter the room again, said, ah, Sarah. You know, that's that's amazing what they do. These casting directors, they're there. Um, and so when I came back, um, I I I was denying being French. You know, I I really. I was, I was, I thought, you know, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to be fully American. Mm-hmm. And that didn't work. That did not work. That, because that was not who I totally was. It was, it was a lie that I was, that was, that I was giving people. And, you know, not that I was saying, you know. No, but you're not being authentic to not being authentic. who you are actually. Right. Sure. And we all have that. We, you know, we all, like I all the time want to deny on some level that I'm super dyslexic. And like, if I continue to do that, I'm lying, lying to myself, most importantly. Yeah. And then, you know, I did some programs like ones you mentioned with Jonah and and others. And, you know, I was hearing what's your uniqueness? Like what makes you different? And I guess I'm not sure. Well, I guess I'm French. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, and also when I, so when I had coming back here, I was starting from scratch. I had to get mm-hmm. a job. You know? And, right. um, the first thing that came along, so I prayed, so I, I'll, you know, I prayed to higher power. I said, just whatever you need me to do, I will do. And 
out of the out of the blue, literally, a friend was on next door and and said, "Hey, I I I I sent your your info to these this family who's looking for a French teacher." I'm like, "What? Well, thanks for telling me for warning me." But and out of all the people that answered them on next door, they called me. Like, okay, so I ended up teaching French to their three children, and that led to another and another and another. And then I I was I was <laughs> I was teaching French to a whole bunch of, of children and, and adults. And that I'll tell you, these people loved French and France language, mm-hmm. and that they helped me reconnect and and find the love again of my French heritage. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a heritage I was denying. And so that was that was also a very healing process, just a beautiful um, beautiful miracle that happened. And and then through that, I started accepting fully accepting my Frenchness, and that that and that's who that's who I am. And I started getting many more auditions and booking and started booking, really, mm. you know? Oh, that just, it speaks so much to the idea of like the wannabe it girl. Like your it girl is whatever makes you unique, your unique, your sprinkle and you know, whatever. I remember when I was in college, I want to say college, that an acting teacher said to me, the thing you probably don't like about yourself will make you famous. And like, yeah. that's like a very dramatic, way to put it and also like a little could be seen a little shallow as well but like it's true the things you're pushing down about yourself like that's your uniqueness like staring at a world of same is very boring and we we like to see people be different and you know and this is the one good thing I will say about social media I'm not I do say other good things about social media but I think social media has actually really applauded people for being unique and different especially in I would say the past two years years. But also your story just makes me think about so much about how if we really are ourselves in whichever way that be, whatever, you know, you're really taking care of yourself, you're really doing what you need for yourself, the things you want in life might start coming towards you. Like you were saying, oh, I worked with these kids and has nothing to do with acting, nothing, nothing to do with directing, but it was just like, I'm really taking myself in. And now people are like, oh my God, she's amazing. Like there's something just about that energy when people will give that off they want to be around you they want to work with you yeah and i think it's an alignment with with yourself so when you're aligned mm-hmm. with yourself you're aligned with life and you're aligned with your purpose and you're just just everything starts aligning and becoming just definitely more you know smoother of course there's always bumps on mm-hmm. on uh you know on the journey but um but it just starts making sense and and um yeah just becoming easier really i mean it does mm-hmm. it does get easier <laughs> No, it does. It, I mean, it does. It, it's a time thing. It does get easier. Like, I still feel like I flip flop through it every single day on some level. But like, isn't that part of like the human experience as well? Yeah. Actually, oh, yay for flips and flops. But... We love the flips and flops. <laughs> So yeah. what, when, you know, this, so you've started teaching these students and you're starting to work a lot and whatnot, was the expectations of living the dream now post all of this, like, how is that fe- post all this traveling post this rediscovery of self? Like, how are your expectations of what you thought your career would be like? Oh my gosh. No, I, I thought at my age, I would be CEO of a big production company. I mean, I was like, I still think there's a good chance of that. You're right. You're right. Time again. It's time. Yeah, no, it's 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 not. It's absolutely actually that the thought came to me a few days ago. I was like, you know what? 
I'm I'm actually it looks like I'm I'm build like I'm putting the building blocks because I mean one of my side passions is is researching companies and, mm-hmm. and investing in and you know buying parts of companies. It's been Love my it. passion for the last two years. I'm like fully a really I, good passion to have. <laughs> I, I'm so, I, I was like, how am I? Why am I so passionate about this? And it's it's really amazing. But back to your question, um, uh, I I you know of course I you know I wanted to be the next Madonna. You know mm-hmm. that's why I came to to L. A. I was and. You know, the moment where I was in that glass house uh, with Big Ego and I made a choice, you know, I, I chose to, to, I chose to, to, um, I really had a choice. I could, and I, and I, and I chose to, to, to nurture my inner journey, you mm. know, and I, I felt that that was how I could serve the world better. Um, and, and I'm glad I did because, um, I, I, I have a lot of peace in my life. I mean, I'm, I, I feel great. You know, I sleep well at night. I, I don't, I, I don't have those anxieties as I used to have, or those embarrassments or those lies, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. just very peaceful and, and, and more humble. Cause I was, I had a arrogant, I don't know, a big arrogant streak. I always did have to check that, keep that in check. Um, and, and that inner journey, the meditation has helped me get in, stay in check and, 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 and live, you know, just always choose the, the, the um, my higher self's way, really not my ego's way. And it's, you know, it was, it was, when I came back in 2016 to reboot my career, and before I actually got the started getting those jobs with the the French for the French students, there was a period mm. where I crashed. I was denying my authentic self. I was, you know, wanting something from the exterior world, and I, and I crashed. I, I got, you know, deeply depressed, angry. I, I was stuck. I really was stuck, and. That's when I really got down on my knees and asked higher power to send me whatever you need me to do. And that's when the French students came in. And that's when ah, I felt like finally I was giving something, giving value to someone. And it wasn't about me and my career and my art and all that stuff. And and that's when I started, you know, really becoming happy when I when I started teaching. Um, I couldn't believe it. So, yeah, to, to get back on track with your question, I know I I. I Actually, my sister, who had gone to India before me, had gone to see an Akashic astrologer who told her that her sister, me, would... If if I were to choose to be a teacher, I would be successful. And I was like, she told me this in 2008. I was like, there's no way. I'm not at all. Like for me, a teacher was just strict and and old school and you know, right. like no way. I am never gonna be a teacher. <laughs> and then here I am, mm-hmm. ten years, 20, 13 years later, um, because being happy, being a teacher, and I and I think it'll um it'll always be part of my life. I I, I think it's 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 in my it's just in my in my fabric. Um, mm. a teacher inspire or you know I was gonna say that too because I think teacher has a really large umbrella like you know teaching about the world through stories is Mm -hmm. is teaching because I mean that's a huge reason of why I'm so into entertainment is because like if you because I for myself growing up, watching TV showed me things I didn't know. And like, I wasn't a big reader because I, I was dyslexic. I was a big audiobook listener, but it allowed me to see and think things I had never seen before. And that is teaching. Right, right. I, well, I learned English with uh, Three's Did Company you? and uh, E.T. and 
uh, some, you know, Amadeus and all those movies we found. And I love that. It's such a side story, but my dad, he lived in Germany growing up and he, he didn't know how to speak German and he learned from the television. Like, you you know, yep. My mom learned English with the Beatles. So that was her generation. (laughs) But like, that's the thing. It's like art does innately affect us in so many ways, Mm, which is so, so powerful. Powerful. Yeah, it is very, very. um, I love that. Um, So we, you know, I think we've talked a lot about ego and there's this, you know, perception of being an actor or an actress. And I think it used to even be worse. People used to say like, well, at least she's, uh, she doesn't want to be an actress, you know, or like with kind of like a negative connotation to it. What is your perception of, of that? Does that still exist? Is it different between here and France? Um, I kind of honestly feel like that's kind of how we feel about influencers now. We're like, oh, well, at least she's not an influencer or whatnot. Mm, that's fascinating. For so long, I mean, I was denying my Frenchness and then I couldn't tell anyone that I was an actor. It just mm. felt so embarrassing. I mean, and how can I be an actor if I don't freaking say I'm yes. an actor? Yes. I don't, you know, and it, it sounds crazy it's now. It's so relatable. I mean, I went through something similar. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh. That stigma that you're, you're, you're referring to. Look, in France, there's two words for actor. Mm. Actor or mm-hmm. actrice for feminine. Um, and then comédien or comédienne. Mm-hmm. And an actor, the, the actor word is um, looked down upon. It's kind of, um, yeah, kind of shallow, but comédienne. Mm. Like, like, you know, you, you, you study theater and it's it's just a, it has much more um, uh, seriousness about it. Mm-hmm. So just just that, you know, there's there's that in France. Now, in, you know, I... I do. I started acting in France, and I didn't. I didn't have that stigma. I mean, you know, I was I was eighteen, nineteen, twenty. It was, it was just life was so fresh. I I I didn't. I didn't even didn't occur to me. It was later on. It was later on when I became older and thought, okay, I should get a job, right? That mm-hmm. kind of thing. And and then and then feeling embarrassed that I had a job and that I was an actor because if I had a different job than acting, then that meant I wasn't a working actor. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then a coach came into my life and told me, wait, wait, so what are you doing for your acting career? And I was like, well, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. I'm doing this and this and that. I'm like, okay, so you're a working actor. Yeah, but I'm not working. It's like, you're a working actor. Get that in your mind. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? I am putting a lot of hours. And it doesn't, you're not an actor because you book a TV show. Mm-hmm. You're, you're an actor because you work as an actor, mm-hmm. whether it's, it's you know, auditioning or writing, you know, your material or creating characters or even as you mentioned earlier one of the reasons i also traveled the world as i as you said is to to find i mean characters to to learn life to experience right. life yeah to learn life and and so that's that's also part of the gig now that's also part of the work so it was just it was later on that there was and then i and then i got a little bit older and i thought this is silly look what do you want to be who are you you're an actor that's it you know so i just i just can't stopped. deny it <laughs> yeah, can't deny it so it's like, too short, but I'm not going to wait till I'm 60 mm-hmm. or 50 or, you know, to, to, to be in own. It. Yeah. Own own who I am and own own my dream and, and yeah and you know but I I didn't didn't do it myself I, I helped from um, such as the one we're part of and my coach and and even my parents you know mm-hmm. my parents my dad's my first my first fan he's he watches mm-hmm. my films seven times in a row my mom's always cheering for me um they never told me get a job right. I I mean I I've been on my own since I'm eighteen they're like you're she's fine she's yeah. She's, 
you know, whatever she does, she's fine. So, so they don't really care what I do. I mean, of course, mm-hmm. of course, of course. Oh, I'm like within reasons. They want to make sure you're you're well, healthy, yeah, exactly. and you know, have a roof they, over your head. They really never have to worry about that. So, so yes, so yeah. So it was. I felt. I don't know where this stigma. I mean, where it stems from. I can understand, mm-hmm. but and how we, we. I guess we have to go through it. I think it's. It might not even be. You know, the fraud. Yes, fact, imposter fraud. syndrome. Yes, exactly. I think it's. It's in every. It's in every career. I don't. I don't think it's just it has to do with factors. Yeah, I agree. You know, I mean, even me as an as a teacher, it's like, wait, I don't. I don't have any teaching. Yeah, kids. this school oh. has hired me. <laughs> I was like, I was like to my director, I was like, you know, I don't have credentials. I mean, but he hired me. He's like, the, the kids love you, the parents love you. You they they you got from A to B, so you know, I'm like, okay. Because after right. teaching all the French to all these kids, a, a school reached out to me, and then um and then I said, I'm, I'm an actor. Okay, so mm-hmm. finally I told them, look, I'm an actor. I mean, they knew, but I said, yeah, I'm yeah. I need to teach theater. I'm gonna stop teaching French I'm in your school, but I'm gonna oh. teach in French, mm-hmm. and and that's and that's how that started too this um uh i don't want to say a b job but this um uh how do we say in english uh like fulfilling like i have two a jobs yeah you have two a jobs i love that two a jobs no but that's so true i mean i feel like i have two a jobs too like it's the podcast but it's also like acting you know it's just so interesting how and i i agree it applies to all kinds of work. Like we have this imposter syndrome, but it is just so weird how like, you know, we won't just like, you know, especially when I was starting out as an actor, I would not like, you know, I'd go on family vacations and we'd be talking to the family next to us. And they'd be like, what do you do? And I'd be like, I just wouldn't say anything or like, I didn't know how to respond. Cause I was like, oh, they're going to ask like what I've been in, blah, blah, blah. And you know, and it really is whatever you're working at every single day makes you a working blank of something. So in our case, a working actor. Oh, you know, it's it's just not it's not always qualified by the credit or the resume line or the money earned. It's by the best amount of effort and like love and passion you've put into something that makes you qualified as working. Yeah. You're and working also, at it. Yeah. And also makes it for a very exciting uh career path. <laughs> yes, it's definitely not boring. <laughs> So far from boring. So let's talk about directing a little bit. I want to know about how you approach directing with all of this. And like, of course, I would be so remiss to not talk about, you know, the current climate of female directors in the industry. It's a forever moving, you know, line and dot. And like, I would love to know kind of like what you think about that space. All right. Well, so I'll go in order. Yes. So um, directing, I, I I started very early. I started directing my sisters in little sketches and plays. Yes. When we were, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten years old. So I did you just do it because, like, you knew you could on some level? I, I just did it. I, I, yeah, just you know, you know, when we're kids, you don't really think you just do right. it. You know, I was like, let's. I mean, I, I love doing. It. That's what I love to do. I loved, you know, drawing the set and the colors, and then finding the song and finding the words and casting my sisters and getting them dressed up and telling them to move here to there and there to there, and then getting the audience like getting, you know, sending out little, writing out little invitations. Yes. Giving to the neighbors and the parents and, you know, asking my parents, when are you having friends over? Because I'm doing a little show. We're doing a little show. And I mean, I, 
I loved it. Like I, yes. what brought me joy. So I just did it. And, and then, and then I went to school, you know, in school, you had to do math and stuff. <laughs> and so I didn't really have time to, but let's see. Then, then when did it come back? Well, then um, when I was in Paris studying uh, acting and art, mm-hmm. I also went to study film. Mm-hmm. And I, my parents had told me, you know, it's good to have um, a degree of some, you know, I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to get a degree. I mean, I started with trying to get a degree in art history and then getting a degree in what did I, uh, a co- co- like mm-hmm. commerce because I thought I needed to know how to sell my art before doing it. I mean, I kind of wasted a couple of years there, but I, I got back on track when I thought, well, of course, it's film that I want to do. Mm-hmm. So actually, I was already um, uh, so ahead that they accepted me in the third year of film um, school. So mm. I the time I had wasted searching, I actually got back. And I wrote my, as I mentioned earlier, I wrote my master's uh, in film. Um, but all that was very theoretical. And I thought, I want to, I want to, like, I want to do it now. Like, get me, a, I got to find a camera. That And then, um, so that was, so after that, so yeah, my math, so I finished my master's. Actually, I finished it living in LA. When I started booking mm-hmm. those primetime shows, I was actually just writing, also writing my master's degree. Wow. Uh, quickly went back to France to present it to my teachers um, and then came back, continued working. And that's when I, oh yeah, I was at an acting school paying like same amount of money for, to be in this master class of this master teacher, this master, whatever. And, and I did it a year and then the, they were like, okay, well, second year, fork over your money. And I was like, you know what, with this $6,000, I'm going to produce my first movie. They're like, yes, oh, you how how could you? I'm like, what do you mean, how could I? Isn't that what I'm supposed to be doing? Right. I couldn't believe it. I was like, well, goodbye. Adios. That yeah. I should be getting out of here. And and then that's what I did. And that's that's, that's um first movie's duel, which I yes. my story of earlier. And I was supposed to shoot. I mean, I was here in LA and I thought, well, let's shoot it. Um, and then I ended up shooting in Paris because it was set in Paris. Mm-hmm. And my team was like, you gotta just do it in Paris, it's gonna cost me so much here. And and I ended up doing it in Paris. And it was an amazing experience. I mean, I learned everything on that film, you know, I produced it mm-hmm. directed it i got a great dp to help me doing to do that i got a great dp to help me do that and i played the twins the two mm. two girls so wow yeah so, so i learned everything yeah was, like that is jumping in head first but that's um, the best way to learn is by doing, doing like absolutely. and the, how much more did you learn from doing that than staying in the second year of that class Oh, you know, I would have never. Uncompl- but that's the thing. It's like you got to get out. Like you got to get out there and make the project. You got to get out there and act in your thing. You got to produce your thing. Yes. You will learn so, 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 so much. Like I am still like in the grunt works of like working on my very first like full blown producing projects or you know even the film I just directed. And like, man, do you just learn so much about yourself, about your bandwidth, about you know just what all these jobs entail but like if you're not willing to put yourself in that situation and learn like yeah. then like don't stay on the sidelines like get out there and do it yeah reminds me of a quote from Kubrick you want to make mm. a film pick up the camera right you know right. just do it it's 2022 too like we you have an iPhone like you can't just wait for somebody to say okay now I now I give you the permission 
to be the actor you've always dreamed to be. Be the actor now. Be the performer now. Be the creative now. Amen. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then there's fears and traumas. And yes. Stuff, but but that's those. You know, well, actually, that comes up too. <laughs> yeah. No, but the, 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 what you were saying earlier um, reminded me of um, the wounded warrior who who uses you know who helps others heal something that they've had to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. And like I did, like my first film, I was healing something, exploring mm-hmm. something. That's what pulled me into to making the movie. So, so those, those actually, those fears should be dive. Do, uh, my gosh, dove in, dove into. Um, to dive, I dove, 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 dove into. I'm I not f- sure either. <laughs> dive, dove, I dove in. Dove. So it's an irregular verb. I remember. Yeah, yeah. I was like, um, <laughs> those, those, those fears should be dove into. Um, to make art out of and to help others, help mm-hmm. yourself through it, but but and, and help others uh, eventually. And that's that's what we, you know, that's what I tend to forget as a perfectionist. Like, oh no, I have to deal, I have to to make sure I'm um, that I get through this trauma before making the film. Like, I have to mm-hmm. make sure that I'm perfect in this area before you know doing whatever. Well, no, it's actually the opposite. Start start where you are and and use whatever is there to paint that picture or to make that film or to you know create this character because that's, that's that's the stuff it's actually the stuff that 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 it's made of yeah you know and and that's the, going back to social media uh, the slight issue i have with it i love the perfection of us my perfectionist self loves how beautiful and perfect yep. it is but then <laughs> i'm like yeah but like that that's also it's like it's untouchable and it's un un unreplicable and and it has actually um made me step away from social media mm-hmm. because I, I i i don't feel perfect enough to, mm, to don't to, we all you know to, to be in there in that space um and i'm i, I just hire someone to do my social media by the way i just, love that I, love that off offload the things you don't need yeah. i am curating the, the 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 images and i, I really want but but, but one of the reasons I haven't been on it, not only I just don't have time, but I, I don't, I really want to make sure that I'm sending out the right message. Mm. You know, like I want to be transparent. I, I don't want to, I don't want to lie. You know, I, I, I really want to bring a true value to people's lives. Um, something they can relate to use, you know, and, and so that's the reason I've, I've been a little hesitant um, uh, about, cause I, yeah, I don't want to give off the wrong, the wrong message. Right. No, but that's something that that just wraps up all the things we've said so, so well is like, you know, being, I mean, for lack of a better word, authentic. I know that's become become an overused word, but like staying true to what you believe in, what you see and putting it out in the world of who you are that just, you know, shows how connected you are to that throughout. Like you don't even want to just have social media to just have it. You know, that I think that's a really important thing that I don't know, I, I, any profession, any person, you know, could really ground themselves back to. Yeah. I remember when I was eight, nine, 10 years old, I was, if I had Instagram then I would be full on in it because I was creating those little commercials and little pictures. Right. But now I, I I do have other things that seem more important to me too, um, like teaching kids mm-hmm. and, and putting up plays with them. We can get back to that in an instant, but just to finish 
answering your question mm-hmm. about the entertainment, about being a director. Yes, let's talk about that. So yeah, the reason I wrote directress on, on my website is was to give, you know, more more um weight to the feminine being a female director. Female director. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it's, it doesn't sound that direct. It does sound really um, nice. I like, I'm like, why are other people not using that? That's great. You I should know. like I, blow that up. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Like that. I'll, I'll put on my social media. I'll ask. Him. Yes. You should, you yeah. absolutely should. <laughs> but, uh, but honestly, I never felt that I couldn't be a directress. I love I, that. You know, I, I mean, as I said, I started at eight years old mm-hmm. and I just went my merry way. And if I have a film, I'll, I'll just make it. There's there's no stopping me. The, I love it too much. Um, and I don't, honestly, after humbling myself through meditation, I am completely satisfied um, if I make a film where everyone is happy mm-hmm. and the team works well together and we create a beautiful picture and 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 the journey's been fun and and healing and and enriching i mean and and then it's shared with others who who find a benefit to their lives i don't see i don't i don't need it to be on esquire or um you know the hollywood reporter or mm-hmm. you know i i I'm completely satisfied. So I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't need Lionsgate to produce. <laughs> I mean, thank you. Right. To, like to yeah, yeah, yeah. We're open to it, but we don't of need course. them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, I, I, uh, let's see, let's, let's, I'm going to be honest. I mean, I'm, I've been honest through this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> let's continue being honest. Um, of course, a part of me wants my work or our work. I'm going to say our work because it's team effort. And, and, and um, I want all the all artists work to, to be shared, wi- widely shared, you know, so, mm-hmm. so uh, a platform um, such as Netflix or, or, or Lionsgate, et cetera. Um, of course, they'll, they'll help spread the message. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, what's great about today is that you can reach so many people at, you don't, yeah, I mean, again, you don't really need, a, a big a big production company um but and but and you can design the way you want i mean that production company that i, I want to create i that's it's 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 at my fingertips mm-hmm. um i'm just happy to make films you know i'm helping produce uh, a female director's film um i'll do what it takes to, to, for her to manifest her dream for us to get her story on film or tape um, or, um, you know, what do you call it, on digital numbers. Digital camera roll. I don't roll. know. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> In the can. In the can, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll, I'll do everything it takes. And it's easier actually to produce someone else's film than, than your own, I realize, because I have a lot of films in my backed up that I, I haven't been more moving forward on. But when I make films with the kids or I'm producing now nine plays that were showing in January, I... I mean, that's, that's what's popping up now. That's, that's on my plate now. Um, and so I'm doing that and my personal scripts are, you know, are under the hen warming up, you know, they're brewing. They're brewing. Yeah. They're brewing. That's the thing. It's, you know, the timeline thing, time, it's just, it takes time and, mm-hmm. and time. And we're lucky to, you know, I mean, we're lucky to have time when we have time. I mean, we we're lucky like right now, right now, Marley, we are alive. Yeah. And you know, I, the word time, I mean, it's, it's more like, can you feel life right now? You know, and connecting with you today is just make uh, gifting speak for myself, me, of the present moment mm-hmm. you know, and sharing and 
sharing whatever we're sharing is is just such a a gift mm-hmm. and so you know making a movie is is just that it's connecting with others sharing a story co-creating and you know designing it a certain way and hoping it goes has a certain life but in the end um higher higher power is doing i mean i can't you know i am not mm. control oh, <laughs> i love that oh sarah i could talk to you all day about this kind of stuff i literally just felt like so i call like you're being put into dream state when you were talking at the end i've loved our time talking about this it's it's so important to talk about art this way and just even about how to have inner wealth and you know fi- keep moving towards your inner wealth you know and doing what you need for yourself so that you can do the things you want i just really appreciate your openness your honesty your groundness and and being here with us on the podcast oh it's been incredible my pleasure my oh, sarah yeah oh Thank you so much for having me i mean I, it was, it was kind of oh my gosh i really cherish the moment and it's really fun and i hope i i hope your listeners got something oh my gosh of course i'm i know they did and tell everybody where they can find you and find your stuff as well all right well Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, four, number four, cinema, C-I-N-E-M-A. That's on Instagram, Pinterest, so far. And <laughs> Sarah Dem is there. Well, Sarah for cinema. I mean, just click, you know, type that and you'll find all my, my social media. Yeah, I'll be on at the San Diego Film Festival next week. To support uh, Melissa Bruning's uh, film, A Ghost Story, Ooh. with Ed Bailey Jr. and Derek Cecil. Uh, so that's exciting. And you can can find me on Beachwood. Love <laughs> it. And probably my car was way too much driving around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. Yeah, you'll find me in mine too. I love it. And the other day oh, I was thanks. driving on the freeway and I looked, and it was like my ex-boyfriend from like <laughs> 10 years ago. I was like, now was like <laughs> love it. Anyway. So insane. Sarah, thank you so much again for being here. You're so welcome. Thank you, Marley, for creating this podcast. Oh, thank you so much. Guys, thank you so much for listening. But a huge thank you to Sarah for being so open, so vulnerable, so honest, and really present during this interview. I really appreciate it. So thank you, Sarah, for coming on the show. Guys, and a huge, huge thank you to you guys for listening to the podcast. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube and Instagram. And as always, we'll see you next Tuesday.